Welcome to Creating Kesha, conversations about connecting. In each episode, I get to have a conversation with one of my colleagues about ideas, concerns, issues, and solutions to improving and deepening our marriages. I'm your host, Lisa Tversky. Today, I'm having a follow-up conversation with Dr. Robert Leibovitz, senior psychologist in private practice in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome back, Robert. Thank you so much, Lisa. In the episode about choice, you taught us about how we can deepen our connection with our spouse when we don't take for granted the things that they do for us, but we actually see it as them regularly choosing to do for us, make us happy, care for us, and in that way, we will feel closer to them. But we also need to talk about, which is what we're going to be talking about today, when somebody feels hurt by something their spouse does, and they view it as their spouse's choice to be hurting them, that if your actions are intentional, then you must be choosing to hurt me. And that's going to create a tremendous amount of pain and distance. So I'm hoping for this episode, we're going to hear how the concept of choice can help us understand all of this and bring it together. Sure. There's a premise that I, that I teach all couples. I see lots of couples who come in with various levels of conflict, various levels of, of challenges in the relationship. And there's a premise that I, there's a question that I ask every couple. Right? Okay. Do you believe the person you marry will never intentionally hurt you? And I emphasize the word intentionally. Okay. Do you believe the person you've married would never intentionally hurt you? Mm-hmm. And the the fundamental idea, well, there are a number of ideas, but the, the main idea that I present is that the person you marry is like every other person that's related to you. Is Say that again. The person you marry is unlike every other person who is related to you. Okay. Say more. Okay. This is the only person that you chose to share your life with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? right? I was many, many years ago. I don't want to say how many years ago. It goes back. <laughs> I, I was in Czechoslovakia mm-hmm. behind, the, behind the Iron Curtain. And it was a number of years after the Russians had invaded the Czech Republic. Okay. And I was there for a short time and I had some conversations with different people. And there was a joke going around at the time. And the joke was a Russian soldier approaches a Czech citizen mm-hmm. and asked him, tell me the truth. Do you think of me as a brother or as a friend? Uh-huh. And, and the Czech says to him, you're definitely my brother. I get to pick my friends. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So a spouse is the only person you ever chose to share your life with. Mm -hmm. And you enter your marriage with the absolute conviction that you would never do anything to hurt the person you asked to be in your life. Right. I mean, right. You would never do it. Right. 
And you trust that the person who you are asking to share your life has the, has exactly the same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would anyone invite someone into their lives who they didn't believe was going to treat them well, right? Right. So yeah. marriage begins, marriage begins with that premise. I would never hurt this person who I'm asking to be my spouse. Mm-hmm. And of course, the person who you're asking, of course, has no intention of ever hurting you, right? Right. So this is where we start, right? <clears throat> we start at that place where two people are going to have decided to share their life together. They don't have to. They've decided to do this. Right. And each one goes in with the determination they're going to be good to the person who they're with. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's how it Okay. That's why they're together. Okay. That's right. the whole point. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that moment in time, okay, whatever he or she does, if you believe this idea that I invited this person, of course, I would never hurt them and this person would never hurt me. Whatever goes on between them, you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? You're going to assume that whatever they do, they're not doing it to hurt you. They're doing it because they're doing it because they're doing it, whatever it means. But they love you and it's not to hurt you. And I ask this of spouses all the time. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean, I want to be very clear, this, of course, it doesn't mean that there, that I don't believe my spouse can do hurtful things to me. Of course, as I mentioned last time, right? right. We're imperfect beings. We're flawed. We make mistakes. We're, we're, we do take people for granted. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, um, misunderstand or misconstrue. So certainly there are hurtful things that we do. But we assume, we allow the idea that this person is not intentionally trying to hurt me, right? As I said last time, in fact, as I said last time, right, what's the one thing you can count on in every relationship? At some point in time, your partner, your spouse is going to disappoint you because we're imperfect, right? Right. 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 But you enter into it. And, and the reason why I ask couples this question very early on is because if there is some doubt if there is some uncertainty about that mm-hmm. how can you possibly feel safe in the relationship if there is a doubt about that how many let me let me ask you a question sure how many people what percentage of the people you're seeing are very <laughs> sure right away that um yeah, that that they their spouse is not intentionally hurting them. About none. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm trying to get a reality check here because I think that it's so much more common that once we're being hurt, we're right. we're angry and we're defensive and we're judgmental and we're contemptuous and we're you you know in that moment Absolutely. you're the enemy. You're doing it on purpose. You don't care. You don't love. You don't. Okay. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Just checking. Absolutely. In fact, the reason why I pose this question is because at this moment in time, when they're in conflict, they're not thinking that, right? Right. right? Yeah. They're not thinking that my spouse loves me, that my spouse would never hurt me. They're not thinking that. It's, it is a fundamental step that I, I take to get people to step out of what it is they are thinking to consider the alternative. 
And the alternative is, what if this person really isn't trying to hurt me and isn't doing this to be mean to me? Okay. So I ask this question. And generally, when I proceed to describe what I just described to you and I present it to them, most, I would say, virtually every couple I've ever asked Mm-hmm. Every single spouse has said, of course, I didn't go into marriage thinking I was going to hurt my spouse. Of course not. Why would I do that? I mean, what kind of a person do you think I am? I wouldn't do such a thing. Okay? Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So you didn't start there. So wherever you are now, you did not start there. Right. right. So somehow from that place where you trusted your spouse that that it was never going to, there was never going to be an intentional hurt. You've gotten to a place where you're feeling very hurt. Right. Do you right away have them think about, um, you know, how much do you flesh it out and, and how much do you just ask people? Cause I think it would be an interesting exercise just, you know, for anyone listening to think about what would it, what would it change if, all the hurt that you're feeling, you didn't think was intentional. Like if you uh, suspended animation and you said to yourself, "Your my spouse is not doing this to hurt me. He or she might be hurting me. He or she might even know that this and this hurts me, but they have a different need or want or opinion, but they are not intending to hurt me. What does that shift? Do you, do you go right away for that? Peace. Right. Yes. So what I the question, the follow up question, Okay. once we've established that, yes, when you first came together, nobody was going to hurt anybody. Right. 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 The follow up question is, is it still possible that that is what is happening in the relationship? Is it still possible that there is no intentional hurt going on? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. What would it imagine if that was still true? What would that be like? Right. So I asked them to consider because obviously at this moment in time, they're they're looking at their spouse or they're experiencing their spouse as disconnected. Right. Right. Of course, what I'm trying to help them do is to reconnect, to over get past whatever the conflict, the hurt is to be able to reconnect. So I want them, I want them to remember and to go back to that place where we were together. There was no question we were there for each other. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's talk about maybe it's still going on. And what's interesting is most couples, I would say most of the couples that I see mm-hmm. are willing to acknowledge the possibility that perhaps it is still going on. But then, of course, well, why are we, why does he do X to me? Why does she do Y to me? Okay. All right. Well, now we can talk about that. But let's right. What's let's see what could be the foundation here. Well, let's see what's going on. Right. right. What what um, what gets in the way of couples trying to get to that, you know, idea, concept, try on that possibility that it's not intentional, that they don't mean to hurt me, that they do want me to be happy. What what are some of the things that kind of creep up when you make that suggestion what might get in their way so the reason why i begin with the prospect with the notion that this person is different than every other person is because we have we all have a natural tendency to link experience right okay. 
We link experience from the past to experience from the to, in the present. We link relationship experience to relationship experience. We link people to people, right? We have a tendency. It's it's in fact it's how our brain operates. Our brain mm-hmm. works this way. It's it's a shortcut, right? Okay. So we have a tendency to see relationships not by the person but by the experience. Uh huh. Okay. So we don't ex- we don't have our relationships are not person based they're experience based. So when this person makes me have an experience that reminds me about all the other experiences like this from before, mm-hmm. right? I am going to experience this person like I experience everybody else. Uh-huh. So that's why I want to create. I want to. I want to present the idea. This person is not the same as everybody else. Uh huh. Let's not use all the past experiences you've had with other people. Let's not bring it into this relationship. Mm-hmm. This is this is a unique person. This is different. Okay. Right. And so that kind of helps them untangle enough to sort of get through all of their distrust or questions about whether this person really is intentionally hurting them if if you can separate this person or this these experiences from past experiences so it's a start okay it doesn't certainly doesn't you know open the door and everything's fine right but it's a start to recognize that maybe I need to think about this not in the same way that I've thought about other experiences from other people where I felt this way. Mm-hmm. Right? I consider the possibility there's something different about this. Right. right. And what what could be different? Right. What mm-hmm. could be different? Mm-hmm. Right? And I proceed, I, I pursue it with the individual. So tell me what what are you telling me that you would do the same things to your spouse that you would might do to your parents, say? Because let's remember, right? right? The first relationship we have is to parents, right? That's that's the foundational relationship. Right. So whatever kind of immature or whatever childlike behaviors we might do with parents, we can transfer them to spouses. Mm-hmm. So I will try to bring out that idea that is this the same person? Would you do with this person what you might do with your parents? Uh-huh. Or is this person different? Right. Is there is there a different concept here? Right. I think what people struggle with is not necessarily what I might do with this person, but what I hope this person would do for me, which is right. a lot of where that hurt comes in, that that you were going to treat me if I was treated well, you were going to treat me like my parents treated me, or if I wasn't treated well, you will treat me as I have not yet been treated. And when you don't, you are hurting me. And why aren't you? What 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 do you mean? And how could it be anything other than, um, you know, negative intentions or something? Uh, I, I, I think that a lot of people struggle with that. Seeing seeing it as anything else um, because you were supposed to like almost a betrayal feeling creeps in. Absolutely. So here's a paradox. So you're describing a wonderful paradox, right? Mm-hmm. 
you were supposed to do X, but you're doing Y. Right. Okay. But you're supposed to be different than everybody else. So how could you not, how could you be doing Y? How could you be doing the hurtful things that I've experienced from others? You're supposed to be different than everybody else. Right. right? So what conclusion do most people jump to? What's the natural conclusion? Natural conclusion is I'm going to reject the first premise. You're really no different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. okay. And therefore you get fall back into the old patterns with parents, with others that you are accustomed to doing. Right. But there's this, there's another resolution to that paradox, right? Yeah. The other resolution is no, you are different from everybody else. Therefore you're actually not doing what everybody else is doing. There's got to be another reason why you are acting this way. Mm. And maybe that reason is not about me at all. It's just about you. Right. Right. And maybe it's just you're doing this to me. You're just doing this. And the, and I'm here, obviously. So I'm, you know, I'm the recipient. Right. But right. it's not about me. It's about you. Right. It's well, it, you're struggling with. Right. Or it's, you know, what I thought marriage was going to be, which was that we were going to be perfectly in sync. And, and we're not. So there are things right. that you do that are not meant to be hurtful, that are going to be hurtful because I wanted it different. And you're also a person here who wanted things a different way than I wanted them. Right. So now here's where we get back to choice, okay? Yeah. I see a behavior, right? Yeah. I see an action. And how do I understand this action? How do I understand this behavior? Okay. Mm -hmm. So we choose to identify, we choose to apply a meaning to a behavior, right? And I use this example, I give this example to all my clients, okay? My office is an office building that's in a small strip mall, and there's uh, there's a the equivalent, I guess, of a path mark. You would say mm -hmm. um, right next door. Okay, and I ask the client, okay, I want you to pretend you're walking into path mark. Okay, and out as you're walking in, out comes this big burly guy with a very very angry expression on his face, and he literally bangs right into you and knocks you to the floor, and he just glares at you and he walks away. How do you feel? Okay. What are you thinking? How do you feel? Mm -hmm. And most people will tell me they think they're they're scared or they're angry. You know, right. the fight, flight, freeze thing yeah. is going on. Right? Right. They're and their body aches and they're hurting, whatever. And they're they're wondering if they need to do something else, if they need to call the police, whatever, whatever. Okay. Now I ask them: Imagine that a woman comes back right after and tries to help you get up, mm -hmm. and she says to you, "I'm terribly sorry." That's my husband. He just found out he lost his job and we have no idea how we're going to continue, how we're going to make it. Okay. Right. Now, how do you feel? What are you thinking? How do you feel? Right. Okay. Empathy, sympathy, whatever. Right. Right. You, in fact, in fact, you don't even feel pain anymore. Your body doesn't ache as much. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, poor guy. Right. Now, right? Poor guy. He's in bad straits, whatever. It's what happened? What did you do? How did you change that experience? 
Well, you ascribed another meaning to it with this when you get this explanation, mm-hmm. and it's obviously not a threat. You you ascribed a completely different meaning. The behavior no longer was the behavior you thought it was, right? right. Mm-hmm. We choose what meaning we put on a behavior. So do I say my spouse is being mean to me? Or do I say my spouse is having a really bad day and right. I really feel and is obviously just overwhelmed. And uh, in fact, not only am I not going to pull away, I'm going to approach and I'm going to try to help because my spouse is having a terrible time. Right. Okay. Right. Now I choose that, right? I will choose the interpretation of that behavior. Right. Okay. Now that's my, that's where choice enters into it. I can choose that. Clearly there are certain kinds of, kinds of interactions that are a whole lot easier to do that with than others. right? Right. Yes. Or, or frequency can play a part or, you know, intensity can play a part or, or. Sure. Sure. And, and obviously the response that I get is going to make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. My spouse and I try to be helpful and I try to whatever, and I get rebuffed. Well, you know, maybe I'm going to decide, I guess it doesn't mean that maybe my spouse really is being mean to me, whatever. I mean, there are a lot of considerations that go into it. right? Right. Okay. But if I can depersonalize the situation, if I can separate the behavior from me, Mm. right? Right. And I look at it from the standpoint of what is going on with my spouse, not what is going on inside me, but what's going on in my spouse, Mm -hmm. then I don't have to disconnect. Right. Right. I don't have to disconnect. Right. Now, obviously... Okay, let me again. I'm not talking about a situation where th- we're talking where there is serious escalating or or um, aggressive behavior. Okay, or either even ver- either verbal aggression or physical. I'm not talking even about physical verbal aggression or behavior that is clearly out of bounds. Okay, there are very obvious out of bounds behavior. Or right? or or out of balance, I would also say, where it's I always have to try and figure out where your need is coming from. And the only way for things to be calm is if I will separate the person, the personal from the behavior that you're doing, but it's sort of constantly requires me to be doing that. There's no way for me to sort of understand you and then ask that you understand me so that we can eliminate some of this or alter some of this. It's that the relationship requires that I'm constantly choosing to view you as not hurting me, even though you are, and there's nowhere to, the the imbalance is also, I think, um something to look out for. Absolutely. This is not, I'm glad, I'm so glad you brought that up. This is not an effort to, uh, how should I put it, exonerate your spouse. Right. Stick your head in the sand. Right. This is not an effort to say, oh, you know, she's really wonderful. He's really a great guy, even though he does terrible things to me. No. Right. No. no, no. 
Right. This is this is a prelude, right? This is an introduction. Mm-hmm. And where where you want where it needs to go is it needs to go to a way to communicate and have a conversation about this. Right. Okay. And to be able to talk and say, are you okay? Yes. We need to talk about this because what you said, what you did was really very hurtful. Okay? Right. Unfortunately, oftentimes couples, you know this very, very well, and it's it's obvious. I mean, it's something we all do. You know, timing is everything, right? Uh-huh. And unfortunately, we, we want to engage in a very delicate conversation at precisely the wrong time, right? right? We want to engage, engage in it at precisely when it's things are hottest. That's when we want to know we got to talk about it now. Well, now is about the absolutely wrong time to talk about it. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But it means it has to be talked about. We don't just let it go. Last time I mentioned that both spouses are responsible for not being taken for granted. Right. Not only the spouse who is doing it, but the spouse who's on the receiving end. This is a perfect example where I'm not going to just say, well, he didn't mean it. I'm sure he's just had a bad day. Forget about it. I'm not going to go anywhere. No, no, no. It's my responsibility as much as his to put this on the table and talk about it. Right. And we need to work on this. Well, it, but I'm not going to do it right then. Right. It 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 almost sounds like what you're saying in terms of leaving out the you know the spouses who are not there for a relationship. They're there for themselves. Let's say so. It would have this imbalance. You're really talking about the fact that in in order when there's a couple that could have a conversation they're still not going to be able to have a conversation from this negative approach, from this negative perspective that, and that what tells you, am I really in a relationship where I can have a conversation? We just always seem to be fighting and I'm always hurt or not is if I choose to see it differently and I approach the person differently, can we have a conversation or is the relationship dependent on being ever smooth at all is the only way is if I'm constantly sort of filling in for that, that same kind of imbalance that I was talking about before. Exactly right. But there are, I I think what, what the misconception is out there is that, you know, there are tons and tons of problems in marriage and it's all about being you know the extreme as opposed to there can be some really good bones on a relationship some really good you know central structure of each individual and they just keep missing each other from these very um fundamental places that with a little tweaking of understanding things like choice and things like perspective rather right. than intentional hurt, but perspective, um, that they could be having a good relationship and good conversations with each other and connecting. And I would add, I would add another element to that. We're talking about two people who are fundamentally healthy. Right. Okay? I want to be very clear, because if we're talking about a situation where one or perhaps even both spouses have some very distorted issues, some very distorted perceptions about relationships, about who they are. People who, unfortunately, there are people in our world who do take advantage, are 
sociopathic or are so right. limited in their ability to be anything other than about themselves. Distorted. Very distorted. That it can be very difficult to have this. So I'm talking about a situation where we're talking about two people who are fundamentally healthy, but these things arise and it's conflicts they're trying to figure out how to deal with. Right. And part of the conversation to share is, I, th- I know you didn't mean to do X to me, but I want you to know what it felt like. I want you to know what it's like for me when you do that. Right. Okay? And that's a conversation that goes back and forth. So I step out of myself to listen to you tell me what I did. Mm-hmm. And you step out of yourself to listen to me tell you what you did. Right. And that's how we, but we can, when you can depersonalize it, then you don't have to be defensive. Right. And and I think that, you know, a lot of people will hear this idea. We're talking about fundamentally healthy people and they'll think, so if they're fundamentally healthy, so then, you know, why are they having problems? And there's, I, I would say the majority of people, I don't know about the majority, but there are so many people struggling in their marriage, even though they're, they are true fundamentally healthy people. There are a lot of ways things can go awry in communication and in expectation and in assumption in marriage with two funda- fundamentally healthy people. Uh, and, and that's kind of one of the impetuses for doing this is, you know, how do we create connection? No, not, you, you can't always um, because of what you were talking about with the distortions and the person who really is in it for themselves, etc. cetera. Um, but, but there's so much that can go wrong. And these little nuggets of, can you pretend like, or, or suspend animation and believe your spouse is not looking to hurt you? Or can you think about the choices that your spouse had to make in order to make you happy and don't take it for granted? These things are so key in, in helping people who otherwise might be struggling kind of turn it around. I think absolutely fundamentally healthy people are not clones of each other. Right. So we don't know each other. So, so well that we have an awareness of everything that we might be doing that might be unpleasant or whatever. There's a joke. I tell, I've said this to couples, you know, when, when, when I got married, I was in graduate school. My wife was in medical school Mm. And it was only after the first year of being married that I realized my wife and I wanted exactly the same thing. Yeah. We both wanted a wife. (laughs) So there's all these things you've got to adapt to. This is a different person, right? Yeah. And you're learning about the person. And if you're fortunate, you will learn about this person. And this person will learn about you your whole lives. Yeah. Lots of new things to learn yeah. all the time, right? But the the idea that fundamentally healthy people, you know, can do this, can just, it's like falling off a log. It's like no big deal. That's that's a giant myth. And that yeah. is, well. Yeah, that's kind of the the inspiration for this uh, education, that, that project. And, you know, I think something else that you were just saying is so important to underline or underscore is, you know, you sort of just passed over it easily. This idea that we both had something in mind and we had to adjust to the fact that it was incompatible and that we were going to both in some way be disappointed 
and then just figure it out. You know, that a lot of people just don't do that so easily. And, and I think that that's a lot of where the resistance to seeing you as not intentionally hurting me, but just having a different need, because if you're intentionally hurting me, then you're wrong and you have to change. Right. And then I get my way. Right. But if you're not intentionally hurting me, you just have a different need, then I'm probably going to have to give something up. And exactly. a lot of people don't want to hear about that. I don't want to know from that. I want my way. You should be wrong. I should be right. And then you'll change and I'll be having everything except connection. That's exactly right. That's By exactly the way. Right. And I would, and just to add to that, sometimes people don't know whether their expectations are reasonable or not. Mm-hmm. And that's a very legitimate question because there are times when what I expect from a relationship is, is perfectly appropriate. And sometimes what I expect from a relationship is more than or other than what is reasonable. And sometimes I need a reality check. Right. Right. And that reality check, and if, if it seems like I keep doing or I keep expecting or I keep being disappointed over and over, and I don't know if that's because there is something wrong or mm-hmm. if because my expectations are out of sync, then a third party can be very helpful. Right. To, to identify is, am I, am I doing this fairly or am I being unreasonable? And if so, how come I'm being so unreasonable? Where is that coming from? What's that about? Right. Makes these expectations so so pressing for me, and to have and to get a reality check from a third party is sometimes very very useful, and that could be with a therapist who can help mm-hmm. help a person recognize what it is they're expecting, and what it is they need to consider. Yeah, I think also when it's also helpful when your expectations are in that middle zone where they might be reasonable for somebody else but you're not married to somebody else. And this has, like I said, good bones here. There's good foundation. There are things that I like, but if I want to be married to this person, I'm going to have to do more adjusting in a particular area or with a particular expectation or wish or dream or whatever it is. And that can get you know, really difficult and, and create often where one is trying to kind of schlep the other to their perspective um, instead of saying, okay, wait, but I'm married to this person. So let me try and connect with this person. Um, and that can be another another area that's, that's hard to do alone sometimes yeah. for some people. Right. And and I want to stay married to this person because mm-hmm. in the in my whole life frame of reference, this person is really good for me. Right. Now, there are places where I'm disappointed or places where we have frictions and tensions and we don't exactly do it very well. But there's a lot, just as you say, the good bones, there's a lot here that I want to stay with that I don't want to see out of my life. Right. Right. Well, thanks so much, Robert, for the follow-up. I think this was a great, um, like I said, follow-up conversation to the idea of choice and appreciation and um, kind of deepens and gets us into the messier stuff 
um, which I think is really important for people to hear and to know that if they're in that messier stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean there's major fundamental problems, that there are a lot of healthy people having struggling um, to connect with their spouse. And, and that's what we're hoping to kind of unearth and address with this. And I really appreciate your insights and uh, key points. My pleasure. Glad I could, I'm glad I could talk with you. Yes, me too. Thanks so much. Take care.